Good afternoon, everybody. This is Radio Maria, and you're listening to Catechesis. Uh, this afternoon, we are delighted to welcome, for the first time on Radio Maria, Father Tomasz Margol. Good afternoon, Father Tomasz. Good afternoon. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, coming to speak to, to us all, us here and the listeners. Father Tomasz is a... Um, a Catholic parish priest at St. Thomas Aquinas Church in Ham, which is uh, part of the... Um, so it's in southwest London. Uh, which diocese is that? It's Southwark. It's in the Southwark Diocese. And Father Tomash is assistant priest, and he's going to speak to us this afternoon on the all-important topic of holiness. So thank you once again, Father Tomash, and over to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I think it would be good if we start with a prayer and ask Holy Spirit to be with us and to praise our Lord for, for his great love and for the holiness. Let's pray together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are hovering over the whole creation. You were always there to, to bring the life and joy and love which God wants to bestow on us. We ask you to enlighten us anew, to inflame us anew with your gifts, especially the gifts of faith, gift of discernment, gift of knowledge, so that we can respond to the call of love, to the call of unity with you. We praise and glorify you for creating us, each one of us. We invite you to our history so that you can touch all who we are, so that you can lead us towards yourself. We praise and glorify you for our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's listen to the Psalm 150. Praise God in his holy sanctuary. Give praise in the might dome of heaven. Give praise to his mighty deeds. Praise him for his great majesty. Give praise with blast upon the horn. Praise him with harp and lyre. Give praise with tambourines and dance. Praise him with strings and pipes. Give praise with clashing cymbals. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath give praise to the Lord. Alleluia. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I think we have a very beautiful day to speak about holiness, and especially in this country, when we uh, celebrate the feast of St. Edward, the Confessor, a great king, but also a great saint of England. So the holiness, I think, would be an um, appropriate topic for today. And we pray for all those who are going today to uh, his tomb in Westminster Abbey, who will be praying there. We ask for the blessing for the whole country, and especially for their families um, and their loved ones. I wanted to uh, take some um, different approach to, maybe different approach to the topic of holiness, and I wanted to focus on the story of the burning bush, which we read in the third chapter of Exodus, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, 
that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within the bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, I have seen, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now I, so now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of our fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me what is his name, then what shall I tell them? The God, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am sent, has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to Israelites, to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. It's a quite long passage from the book of Exodus, but I think it's good for us to focus on what is happening. I, I think we would all be surprised seeing um, a bush burning, but not being burned. I think this is why Moses was surprised looking at that. He spent 40 years in this land and he never saw this. So how do we can approach the topic of holiness linked with burning bush? So though the burning bush was burning, wasn't burned, there was something we can say in relationship between the fire and the bush um, which didn't allow each other to work against. So burning bush, bush was allowed to be what it was, and the fire was allowed what it was, but it didn't destroy it. In a way, we can say that there was a particular union between the, um, the, fire, the, um, the fire and the bush. With calling, talking about the topic of holiness, 
it's good for us to go to other texts in the Bible and go back again to the burning bush. We hear in the Isaiah words and one of the angels called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. God is the one who is called three times holy. We believe in a Trinitarian God, but repeating the words is pointing out how important the message is, that God is holy. And in second first letter of St. Peter, we are all encouraged to be, um, be holy yourself in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. So that repeats the text from Peter, is taken from Leviticus. And in Leviticus, um, we have few times mentioned the same expression. So, holy, 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 the holiness belongs to God. The fullness of all goodness, love, gentleness, God is holy, is powerful and almighty. So he, the only one, is, is the only one to whom that belongs. So what about burning bush? So the fire, which is devouring everything or embracing everything, which is um, uh, so powerful that we are afraid of it, is not burning the bush. So we can see the, uh, the, um, the fire symbolizes God, God who is holiness. And in um, the bush, let's look at the bush as us human beings. So we are called by nature, we are called to union with God. As God is triune union, so we are called to union with God since we are created in God's image and likeness. And the fullness of our understanding who we are is within God. So let's look back to this burning bush. If are we called to union with God, which comes from love and freedom, so it looks in a way like this thing which Moses saw. The bush wasn't burned by the fire, but there was union between two. There was this sort of freedom in both of them, but total union when we can see the distinction between one and the other. And we also can see this as an example of divinity, perfection or power, which is fire, and this sort of weakness, finity, imperfection, which is bush. So human nature, we are imperfect, but the, the, the fire makes us perfect by taking us into uh, into itself. I don't know if you've seen this um, classic movie called Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. The end uh, of the movie shows um, Sam going to heaven and as we see him approaching closer to the light, what is happening? He's disappearing. But is he still there? Yes, he is still there, but we cannot see it. Why? Because of the light. So the same light and fire, overwhelming powers, and um, and person 
um, some being in the light but still there, but we could we are not we cannot see him in the midst of it. God calls us to holiness, which means calls us closer to Himself, calls us closer to relationship with Him, and that relationship with Him is a process. So in this process, as we are more invited, we are to recognize our nature, which is fragility, which is weakness. We have fallen nature. We attend to commit sins, but we are supported by God's grace. This is what we hear about in the text again. Moses was not allowed to come close because this ground he was standing on was holy. He had to take off his sandals. What does it mean to show his vulnerability and surrender? Sandals in Palestine are needed because the ground can be rocky and you can hurt yourself. But God ask him, be calm, totally um, vulnerable in front of me. Only in that way you can approach me. What does it mean? That um, because we are to be united with God, we are to allow God to work within us and lead us towards his holiness. So we are to become vulnerable, weak in a way, or recognize our weakness, our vulnerability, in order that the union can take place. What else? Coming back again to a burning bush. The bush surely could have had some dust on it. And I was thinking, would, would the, the fire burn that dust or any uh, insects, sorry to say that, which were on the bush? They didn't belong to the bush, but they were on them. So nature of the bush was not, the part of the nature of the bush wasn't dust or insects, for example. So the fire didn't touch the nature of the bush, but burned everything what was against its nature, what could cling or attach to it. And that derives again from the ground it was, it grown on. God puts us into the world and we are called to be united with him in the reality we were placed. So all what is given to us by God is good. So he, we have natural law, so we have power within ourselves, gift, which allows us to recognize what is good and evil. But through the divine um, divine law, we can recognize even deeper, deeper level, revelation of God in order to be united with him. So we, by nature, called to union with God, we were directed by God from the beginning to be stewards of what is around us. But the reason of our uh, tilling the earth was to reflect the beauty and love of God we are, in whose image we were created. So, what was within the bush, what was out of his nature, was burned by the fire, of the, of the, uh, uh, by the fire. What does it mean in our lives? Since there were, we are called to be good, and sin is 
objectively against our nature because we are created in God's image and likeness and there is no sin within him. We have fallen nature, but this is why Jesus came and died for us so that we can recognize that on the deeper level. Sins is therefore against what we are called to. So when we grow any attachment to sin or any attachment to um, the consequences of sin or the pleasure of sin, that is something what is against um, our fulfillment, against that union with God. This is why God's power, God's fire is burning this out. And we call this in a growing into spiritual life, we call this purification. So something um, what disturbs, as we could say, in our relationship with God, deepening this relationship with him, um, need to be, um, we need to be freed from it. That need to be touched by God's grace. So let's touch by the fire of purification in order for us to recognize even deeper that who we are, what is our nature, what we are called to, and especially our vocation to union with him. And because the things can be attached to us, it can we can find this painful. This is natural reaction. And uh, this is why um, it's so important to to recognize and that some pain, some suffering, is the uh, purification for our good. The thank natural. Re- thank you, Father Tomas. I think that's a good moment for a, a break. So let's listen to you were talking about uh, the angels in Isaiah that cry out, "Holy, holy, holy!" So let's listen to "Holy, holy, holy" from Michael Smith.
You are listening to Catechesis on Radio Maria and we're with, we're with Father Thomas Muggle who is talking to us about holiness. Thank you. Welcome to all who joined uh, this time. Um, we, uh, As I mentioned before, the holiness is something what belongs to God and we beautifully, um, uh, just to um, confirm it with other words, we remind it's reminded to us very beautifully in the second eucharistic prayer when after the um, holy holy which we all say priest says a beautiful sentence you are indeed holy O lord the fount of all holiness so that you know clarifies for us gathered at mass where we are approaching we are approaching the holiness itself yeah, and uh, coming back to the uh, burning bush about which uh, I'm trying to uh, I'm uh, presenting here as an as a symbolism of holiness, burning bush is this the fount of holiness, a symbol of God's power and God's uh, and God's uh, mighty, God's goodness, God's love. All we can say about God. So um, and we, us being invited to that, as I mentioned, we experience something what we call in spiritual life purification it's never-ending story um, but um, we all approach this in different ways so here i would like to encourage you that if you experience purification just uh, uh, just allow god to work within you so we invite to our pain and difficulty um, god's spirit so that we can uh, answer to um, to his love even deeper, to come through the process of purification. Why? Because, as I mentioned, that purification allows us to see our nature even better. And seeing our nature even better will allow us to see the fire, God as a fire, and we as a bush, who is called to union with the fire. Uh, we can see the fire as something that is against us, but something what desires us and desires union with us. God desires union with us because he himself is a union of three and he created us in his image and likeness. So all coming from God comes back to him. And the Father is calling us um, towards himself in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. So we are called to respond to that uh, vocation of being in union with God um, uh, during our life so that when we achieve the, the, the end of our lives we will be able to be embraced by Father's arms and this purification um, is something what surprises us this is not nothing what we can plan or um, ex we cannot expect this particular thing to be purified but sometimes we sense what is within us or what we are attached to or what we do uh, which doesn't allow this process of union with God to be deepened so in other ways um, there, there are thing which, uh, things which take uh, plenty of, of our lives but they do not focus us on God. Not that they are bad in itself, but they, are, uh, they do not focus us on God. This is why God, in order to call us towards himself, um, uh, he does it gently. But if we are responding 
what is needed is surrender all these things bit by bit in order to be to be free to see who we are the another a difficulty which um, which we all can experience is um, linked with the uh, also there is some sort of roots of our sins. So I mentioned sins is against our nature in its in that way that we are created to love in freedom and for freedom. And sin in itself, as um, Saint Augustine says, is misinterpretation of what is good. So, though we have desire of God in our nature, we have fallen nature, and fallen nature and concupiscence cause three major things. First is, our mind is darkened, our will is weakened, and our desires are disordered. So, we desire things which we regard as good, uh, but they are not good for us at all, but they take us away from God. So, in this process of purification, we realize that these things are not good for us. And we can also look at this as a fire which allows us to see, fire brings light. So, we are pointed out within us what is against God's will, what doesn't help us to be united with Him. and allow God to, in a way, burn it out, to take it away, so to help us to be free from attachment to it. Because we misinterpret it, we, um, we got lost in um, seeing what is good and or what is bad. Um, so, this process is, is difficult for every one of us, but is um, the centre of that is calling us to union with God. It's always um, the excitement of uh, of um, of being with God help us to recognise the um, the positive result of purification. Uh, the other thing is that and um, what disturbs in that process or makes can make the power of the fire uh, a bit more difficult for us to accept uh, our, our wounds. Because we are all wounded, um, the, the wounds, uh, in a way, keep our attention towards themselves. Uh, let's say, you know, for example, if we have a cut on our arm, and a quite deep cut, uh, it disturbs our normal routine. It will focus us on itself, and we are in pain, we cannot focus, we are thinking about it, why it's happened, why I did it, and so on. So that, in a way, distracts us from, um, from who we really are, and focuses on, uh, only on our weakness, on, our, uh, on the pain that brings. So, um, and then we are trying to help ourselves with dealing with these wounds. And we do it, Mary, of always using what we have, which means deadly sins. All what we can do from ourselves is to use um, deadly sins in order to help ourselves. So when we recognize um, that we are sensitive about what people say, 
we can be we can tend to withdraw or we can um, we can say some unkind words in order to respond so pride and arrogance uh, will be present there uh, so um, the wound the pain of the wound causes a response and this response because we are so overwhelmed by that in a wound we will be responding often in a fallen way this is why we are to recognize that what we were doing is not good for us the way we were trying to heal it is not good for us we first need to show vulnerability of uh, recognizing that we are vulnerable that we are weak let's go back to what moses was encouraged to do take off your sandals because you are standing on the holy ground show your vulnerability see that there's something uh, needs to be changed and that something needs my help god says so therefore um give up any way of control so don't try to deal with this on your own because i am the one who wants to heal it so when we take the sandals sandals allows people to feel safe and secure so if we take off something what makes us vulnerable and we become vulnerable we can allow god to work within us and let's see what is happening for moses moses not only recognizes his own vulnerability he recognizes that he's standing before god but what's happening with him he uh, recognizes or he receives his calling he recognizes his vocation he can see what god wants from him this is a process because he's asking asking god a question so god allows him to do in order to um for him to embrace his vocation so god always will be accepting our freedom and um, our free will even if he calls us to union with him which is which it's joy for us so in all this process god always invites invites us through deeper relationship with him showing us also vocation which we are to fulfill on the holy ground here on the earth which he, he called us to be on and moses recognizes that and moses desires even more he wants to know god god's name and god does it god in this um in this process of calling moses and being in relationship with him he reveals his name which is just um unbelievable because god's name is a verb why all our names are adjectives or nouns if we want to translate them into greek aramaic hebrew or whatever language so god's uh, god's name is he who is he simply exists and if he simply exists we are called um to union with him why because if we exist we have our existence from him not from ourselves nothing within us can cause that we exist <laughs> if his existence so the breath we have comes from him so and and saint paul says um in athens he said we move we live in him constantly 
we are immersed in God. And that is represented again, the burning bush. The bush is, in a way, taken over by um, the fire. So it exists within the flame, but its freedom is respected. So by uh, recognizing the way we respond in a fallen way and we becoming a vulnerable, we can invite God to reveal his power within us, reveals the truth about us and reveal our vocation. So we will be able to respond to that vocation and allow him to heal the parts within us which needs his healing. So once that we become healed, we become purified, we recognize who we are, who we really are, to what we were called, and uh, as a, a, and a part of that is recognition of our need of being in relationship with him. Why? We, I would go back to Leviticus text, which I mentioned at the beginning, which points out that you shall be holy, for I am holy. You shall be holy, for I am holy. Because if I am holy, and you are created in my image and likeness, I desire for you holiness, and I desire you for me. I desire you to be totally immersed in me, in relationship with me, to recognize that whatever you have, whatever surrounds you, comes from me. It is, uh, comes from my love, my, um, my desire for you. It's my presence then, God's presence is holiness, always is sacred, is holy. As we know from, from the text we've just heard, Moses was told, take off your sandals because this ground is holy. If you come closer to me, you come close to holiness. And again, this, these words are pointing out to Moses that there is distinction between me and you. As is, there is distinction between bush and, um, and the fire. Bush cannot be stronger than the fire. It's always weaker, it's imperfect. And as we saw what Moses did when he realized that he's standing before God, he uh, covered his face because you cannot see God and survive. It's like fire. You cannot survive if you go into the fire. But he doesn't. The, this, the difference between the reality of fire and normal bush is that the fire will destroy the bush. But what God is showing to Moses is that he invites him to union with him. You don't need to be afraid of me because I am the God who does what? Who brings freedom. I heard their suffering. I heard the suffering of my people and, I, and I'm sending you to take them free. I'm taking them free. I desire freedom for them in order to worship me. What does it mean to be to worship God? It means to be totally uh, surrounded by his presence to be submitted to him, to be, um, to be united, surrendered to him, to notice or to point out or to focus on him alone. So worshipping God is pointing out what is the most 
profound reality in our lives. And it's nothing else but God. If we come from him, if we have our breath from him, if we have our existence from him, if every, what, everything what is good comes from him, so we, are, we belong to God, we are called to belong to him. But it always is a process of freedom. And as Moses made his decision of freedom to take off his sandals, he didn't run away, but he approached uh, this, this point, this responded to call of God. So uh, God revealed himself to him even deeper through the vocation he gave to him and revealing his name. Um, another thing about, because the union with God, when we approach in God, God's become uh, in a way more familiar with us. God reveals more about himself. Why? Because the things, as I mentioned, the dust or insects which are on the bush are burned. So more and more of the bush become available for the fire so that they can touch each other uh, totally. So there is nothing what disturbs between. So they know each other much better. This is what God wants for us. And he reveals to us um, the depths of his love, his secrets. There is an intimacy between God and Moses. We don't, to say to someone, your, your name, it's the sign also trust. Because the name, especially in ancient times, signifies something. Tells something about me, something about my identity. So God reveals his identity because he desires, he desires uh, to be united, to be desires, um, to, um, desires trust from those to whom um, he sends Moses. So it's, it's a beautiful, um, beautiful symbolism of, of burning bush. And we are all encouraged to, in our lives to be drawn towards him. So what else is fire? Fire is warmth. But it would be good, especially this winter, to have this sort of log of wood which never burns out, but is always the fire is always there. I think that would save plenty of, of us <laughs> this winter. So, uh, but this symbol of this not burning bush, um, though it's encouraging um, this, this, this winter, it, it beautifully symbolizes uh, what, what God brings, its warmth, it's something what doesn't change, what, um, what brings security, what brings um, uh, conviction, that we, are, that we are safe, that there is something which uh, is greater than we, but desires us and desires our freedom, desires relationship with us in freedom. Um, there are not, um, since Moses sees clearly burning bush and the fire, it means that God wants us to see that even if he invites us to relationship with him, he will not devour us, he will not take away our free will, 
but he wants to be united with us as deeply as possible, but united with us on the basis of what we are and who we are by nature. As the bush grew on this sacred land, so we were given life to grow in holiness for the glory of God, in freedom and love to be united with him. And anything, as I mentioned, whether that comes through our wounds or it is our sins, our attachment to sin, um, so all of that needs to go on as far as must be touched by the God's fire, by his love, by his desires for us, so that there will be nothing between us and him, so that we can be united with him. I think what good a picture of that would be, um, comparison would be what we experienced in the last few years when the COVID was around. There were situations that people were meeting each other through some foil in order to be with each other, but the foil wasn't the presence of the person. There was still something sometimes, but there was something thin between them which didn't allow the depth of the uh, of the union of intimacy between them. So the same is with with our sin, with our attachment to sin, with us uh, sinful habits, um, with things which come and disturbs us, coming from from our wounds um, that do not allow this deeper union with God Himself. To, to to reach to this union we are called. I keep repeating that because um, <clears throat> I think we we often seek the reality within a reason for our existence and uh, and that is the center because our God is love. Uh, some uh, Saint uh, Augustine spoken about knowing God but about uh, uh, understanding of Trinity through knowing and loving. And how it is, let's look on our relationships. When we um, know someone better, better and better, we grow also and we find that someone is good or something is good, like donuts, I like donuts. When I see donuts and I taste them, I grow the desire to eat them more and more. The same with with our relationship with others, if we notice someone is good, is kind, uh, is, is uh, gentle, or is um, understanding, prayerful, and so on, we, within us, by knowing that person, grows attachment, or a desire to be close, to speak to, to learn something from that person. So, <clears throat> in a way, through knowing and loving, we become, in a way, attached, united in some way with that person. And God is that union of love through knowing and loving. And he invites us to know him better, to know his name and our vocation in him. Thank you, Father Tomasz. Such a beautiful description there of, of the burning bush. And um, knowing that when, we, when we're feeling that purification, that suffering, it, it's not ourselves that are being burnt up. It's that attachment to sin. The, it's the bad stuff that, that's going. And, and, you know, we, we can be thankful for it. Uh, so if anyone else has a question um, or a comment, please do call in. I'm opening the phone lines now. The number is 01223 375 574 01 
223375564. I'm, I'm sure Father Tomash would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, we're going to listen to a bit more music. Chair, thank you for calling, and you're through to Father Tomash. Hello, Father Tomash. Thank you very Hello. much for your talk, and thank you for being on Radio Maria. Um, I have a, a, a question about St. Teresa of Avila. She's been recommended, actually, by a member of the Radio Maria staff. Um, Eddie recommended that I read her books. I've, I haven't actually purchased one yet. Um, but I have been looking online on a few of her, um, a few of her quotes and things like that. And I am really keen to know more about her. There's, I think, did she say one, God is amongst the pots and pans? And that, <laughs> that really helped me because I'm a, you know, busy mother. I've got four children and I work and I, I like the sort of, I was I held on to that quite a lot. Is it was it her that said that? <laughs> I think it was her that said that. Did you hear that, Father so, Tomash? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. An amazing saint. Yes, it's good to take. She said herself that it's. Though some people say that her books are too um, too intense. To you know, if mm. she said you know that anyone is can read uh, um, books on mystical life. Because God will reveal to those who read what He wants. So I would encourage, if you want to read her, to um, to buy the way the the way of perfection, and uh, and if that will and the life of Saint Teresa by herself. So this autobiography, he he just points out how she experienced this uh, purifying power of God. So this too would be a would be a good uh, things to buy. You can um, also get the complete works of Saint Teresa of Avila, and then go if you will find this very useful and enriching to uh, reach for other books. Um, but you know, as it's often is encouraged to to um, to does it to do it in bites, so to, to mm. read in portions in order and to think it through. Uh, and just just go on because you know her story of life when she describes 
she has a very good style and very amusing way of describing things. So I think you will find plenty of joy in reading her. And she's very clear. She is. Um, she doesn't play games. She is not pretending, but she's very direct in all uh, what she presents about spiritual life. And she's mm. she's a tough cookie, so she's clear about spiritual life. It's good to take her on. Oh, great! Uh, that sounds. I'm I'm glad that you said that because um and I, about the bite-sized bits of her because that's probably going to fit in quite nicely with you know my journey with her perhaps because like I said I'm quite busy and I can't sit down and read for a very long long <laughs> time so <laughs> so um thank you very much my I, I will I will be very happy to to get a couple of those books and continue uh walking alongside her <laughs> Beautiful. and praying yeah. and asking her to pray for me <laughs> All the blessings. Thank you for, for calling. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling. I'll just give out the number once more. If anyone does have a question, it's 01223375564. Uh, Father Thomas, you mentioned... Um, you suggested reading The Way of Perfection. Now, for anyone who um, hasn't got time or doesn't feel inspired to buy Teresa of Avila's Way of Perfection, um, can you just suggest a few simple steps how we can, you know, become holier uh, in our everyday lives? Um, anyone listening? Just simple things. So when the image of the burning bush is something God's God's doing to us really purifying us but also he does give us complete free will so we we need to take those steps towards him so that he can work on us so what what are some tips you can give give for us this afternoon yes you know just following what 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 we said that you know response to God so first it's prayer um it's a uh, if there is no prayer, so there is no relationship with God. So if we realize that we need relationship with God, so holiness is being with him, so therefore we spend time with the one we desire, we want to be close to, um, as we do with people. So prayer, prayer time, and this regular prayer time, uh, and not only the uh, verbal prayer, but also mental prayer. So just to spend time at the front of the Blessed Sacrament, if you have possibility to go to the church to adore him, so that would be a beautiful way of being present with him, because the physical presence with someone draws us closer to him. The other thing is regular sacramental life, so regular confession. Uh, what is suggested is each month uh, to go to confession, so we, we can realize where are these dust or insects on in us or around us which God we need God's grace, God's healing power, God's transformation, but also to see where we are shining with his uh, with his um, uh, with his presence, where we are close to him. So regular confession. Um, it's good um, to have a um, um, spiritual director, a priest or lay person who is experiencing and this spiritual support so that we can um, speak to someone and they can objectivize, help us to see objectively what is happening because we can um, 
going to self-delusion and uh, and reading the bible it's it's really really crucial the word of god was given to us not to be put on our shelf but to be read in and that we can be fed with the with the word of god so to read the bible on a regular basis especially i would encourage for those who want to deepen or be more excited about spiritual life to read psalms and uh, let's say you know gospel of luke and acts of the apostles to hold look and corpus to go deeper into into to know better jesus in always in order to be excited and the other things is to respond in our lives to in seeking goodness in our choices our simple choices which lead us towards god or against him and to be uh, honest with ourselves what we choose and ask god's again we go back to prayer to prayer ask god to strengthen us in this journey choosing so every time comes from him and goes to him so the prayer needs to be our beginning and end of what we uh, what we desire because it's us to him i hope that was simple. that was incredibly helpful thank you so much um, I've scribbled all that down. I hope everyone else has too. Um, could we finish this afternoon with with a final prayer? Yes. So let's um, say the Psalm number one forty eight in thanksgiving to God for His life, love, and care for us, because He is the one who um, who constantly take care of us. So let's praise Him for the goodness He bestowed on us today in this time of listening of uh, of praying. Praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts, praise him sun and moon, praise him all shining stars, praise him highest heavens, you waters above the heavens, let them all praise the Lord's name, for he commanded and they were created, assigned them their station forever, set an order that will never change, praise the Lord from the earth. You see monsters and all the deeps of the sea, lightning and hail, snow and thick clouds, storm wind that fulfills his command, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, animals wild and tame, creatures that crawl and birds that fly, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all who govern the on earth, young men and women too, old and young alike, let them all praise the Lord's name, for his name alone is exalted, his majesty above earth and heaven, he has lifted high the horn of his people, to the praise of all his faithful, the Israelites, the people near to him, Alleluia, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. And thanks be to you, Father Tomash. Uh, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And we do hope you'll be back on Radio Maria again. <laughs>